Cultural Theory and Understanding of a Misspelled Madman Podcast. I'm your host, Samuel. And Hallball and Killhall. I hope you enjoy Season 4 of this podcast. Hey guys. Stupid phone didn't want to record. So I don't know if it got lost or didn't get lost. Um... Welcome to season four of this podcast, episode one. I am Sam Kilhall and Hallball. I mainly just go by Sam or Samuel. Um, Kilhall and Hallball are my are my alias names. Um, and the name of the gods of my world. The Green Hall, I guess, I'm either going to call my world the Green Hall, or the Hall World, or the World of Hall, or something like that. Something to do with Hall, because it's both God's names, because they have the word Hall in it. Kill of Hall. And then the word of hall. Or the hall of ball. <laughs> ball hall. <laughs> a killer hall and a baller hall. <laughs> Just the different variations of words you can come up with that all that stuff but yeah those are my main those are my gamer tags is basically what it is and and I sort of feel like how this sort of how my this my sort of like a like three masks of personality that in the sense of in general like the chaos goofy but wanting to cause some kind of mischief or trouble or pain is Kel Hall. The person who's normally talking to you guys is me, Samuel, the main personality. And then Hall and then just order God, I guess you could say, or my personality, Hallball, is the silly but yet structural, very serious thoughtful, thought-provoking, and some may, some information kind of stuff, and anime, and like, character development stuff. That's, that's the hallball side. So every time I talk about character development, or like, serious talk, and all this other stuff, that's hallball. Every time I talk about basically my rants and causing trouble or harm or or any, any kind of chaos kind of thing that's kill hall and everything else is just me in the sense of Samuel and then the main premise that I've basically fundamentally it's like yeah, I'm going to stick with this kind of 
defined rule in the sense that there's very little magic to my world but there's a little magic in the sense that it's basically earth as itself as of what you know of earth now except the starting period of my world that I'm telling my story from is not from today's standards it's from it's like thousands of years in the future I'm not going to put a year on it because every, every time somebody puts a fucking year on it and the human race reaches that year everybody looks back and it's like hmm what did you get right what did you get wrong I am taking whatever future technologies I'm learning about now in the today timeline of whenever I air these podcasts of these are the, this is the information I know of now and I am improving the de- improving the technologies by the semi semi nth degree to, I okay let me rephrase that I am improving the technology to a degree that it is very possible but is an almost impossibility at the same time kind of believability in the sense of sci-fi sci-fi science fiction that's the kind of world I'm building and I keep saying space age science fiction because I love some of the I like the buildings and the gears the gear technology and the AI technology the hollow technology the AR technology that's in Halo like Bungie era Halo I love that kind of aesthetic in the sense of building structures and all that stuff now for other future technology and stuff in the sense of like the 100% like kind of almost realistic kind of kind of I at the beginning of the podcast stuff I started saying I'm mainly pulling from two worlds it's from Halo and I'm pulling from uh, the Apocalypse series called um, Holly Danger and her book series I forgot the name of the author right now I completely forgot I'm terribly sorry but the very first book is called Holly Danger or Halo Danger because uh, the main character in the book is called Hollywood Danger and no joke that's the actual name of the first name of the character uh, the, the main character everybody just calls her calls her Holly and in the sense of that aesthetic and that world for that technology I'm building and taking pieces from that and the aesthetic from Halo and I'm blending them together and then I'm also taking some of the aspects that I've that I fantasize about in from parts of anime when it comes to VR and also with um, Ready Player One both book one and book two in the sense of that in the sense of that kind of that stuff but also because of the stuff that I I 
and reading about in Manwas when they when they come to certain when it comes to VR and the, and some of those games, some of those uh, worlds, there are some some of their VR systems and some of their uh, RPG systems. I'm taking some of that stuff from there because some of my viewing and stuff in in the sense of some of these storylines or emblems or other things are going to be influences influenced by the aesthetic writing of some of these authors or at least the translation of some of these authors because I'm reading the translation the English translation version of the South Korean comics or I guess they might be Chinese I, I honestly I, I actually don't really know all I know is that they are under the banner of webtoon slash uh, manhwa and not manga because all of manga majority of it and I mean majority of it it's black and white if the web comic slash manhwa it's full color and the majority of it's always on online manga is always majority black and white except for certain splash pages and stuff because it's because they always print it in a magazine and color is more expensive than just straight black and white ink. So yeah. This is the main stuff for my, my world and stuff like that. And I'm going to put at the end of every season 4 episode probably about the same exact question I'm always going to put
main thing I'm going to try to do this year for myself is I'm going to try to go to more conventions. I'm going to try to go to uh, more concerts and stand-up shows. Because I've only been to one stand-up show in my life. And I've only been to three, three or four concerts. And only one of them I fully count as an actual fucking concert. Because it wasn't a fucking Christian concert. It's a Christian concert. It's a Christian concert because it's rock. I like rock concerts. Because that's my main genre of music is rock. And some classical rock, some modern art, some heavy metal, some screamo, some uh, orchestra, some some throat singing, some, uh, I think it's called dark metal, uh, synth wave, and what's, what's the other one? Punk, rap, pop, all those versions of rock. I've listened to little bits of everything. And I, I like like some uh, some of stuff. I think the main genre I float around is anything dealing with uh, classical, like ACDC, Black Sabbath and stuff, and then punk rock, like uh, My Chemical Romance and uh, Papa Roach and uh, Teeny Bad of Paramore. Uh, I always get these two bands mixed up. Horrifically, I get these two bands mixed up in my own mind. Because it's Three Days Grace, Green Day, Green Heart, or I guess it's I guess it's three bands, I guess. Basically, whichever band is the actual rock band, I would like. And do like the similar songs. But there's a Christian version of their songs or Christian version of their name that I always fuck up because that's the band my mother gave me for Christmas one of their one of their albums is the Christian version not the actual rock one because I was thinking the rock one was Christian for some stupid reason because I was naive as a fuck because not understanding what's the which version is the correct version I'm listening to basically what what's been going on and all that stuff I'm also going to try to as quickly and as efficiently as possible without ruining my life for regular scheduling or something like that save my money up for this these events and stuff also to go to more OA events as much as possible. Also, to actually, um, and to also, um, what was what it? What is it? Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. I mean, blank. 
what I was going to do. Find a girl. That's one. Um, what's another one? Pay all my bills. Like get all yeah, the majority of the debt. Um, my way. What else? Oh, clean the basement. Starting to clean the basement. I think that's about it. Um, talk to you guys later. Hello, everybody. Just got out of a scout banquet. It was a fun event. We got carried by Boxcar Grill. Navigation system back up. Was on an apart enough to one that I'm not extremely familiar with. So let's do that one, I guess. Signature, uh, uh, I want to call it fry roll, 
basically it's a roll that tastes like it's been fried. A yeast roll that basically tastes like it's been fried. Very good. Then they then they also had um, uh, a side salad uh, that was lettuce, carrots, cheese, cucumber, uh, um, croutons, and a slice of tomato. And it was not soggy. It was not wilted. It was delicious. And then what else? Um, ah, and the dessert was a choice between a chocolate brownie and some banana pudding. I've had I had one of each because uh, after everybody gets served, we have a chance for desserts or leftovers and stuff like that. So I went back and got me a little thing of takeaway so I can have some some of this stuff for tomorrow. Uh, ah, I should have got more rolls though. Uh, for drinks they had none. They had sweet tea and they had unsweetened tea, and then they had water and they had ice in the glass. People had a lot of fun at the banquet. Um, door prizes and the little phone uh, app game that everybody signs in with the code that's on there. It's a little trivia quiz and, and little door, extra door prizes and stuff. Yeah. I had some fun. It was very nice. It was very nice catching up with people. And uh, the food was delicious. The chicken uh, was nice and tender, well cooked, in the sense that there was absolutely no pink. Um, we had plastic utensils, so it was slightly hard to cut the chicken a little bit sometimes. Because some people, because I wanted to cut the chicken sometimes, because I didn't want to just pick a chunk of chicken and bite it. Um, Especially whenever you're supposed to be actually, uh, you're not supposed to be scarfing down your food all the time like that. But I was one of the first, one of the people that just scarfed down their food so they can eat, eat it and then relax. That's what I did. And then I nibbled. Hmm. I have a second salad. And another brownie. And some, uh, and some, uh, uh, potato, uh, banana salad, uh, banana pudding. Yeah. And it was good banana pudding. It was a cold banana pudding. It was a southern banana pudding in the sense of vanilla wafers, banana, and banana pudding for the banana pudding. I think I've already gone on a rant about banana pudding, uh, banana pudding. So I'm not going to go over it again. But a quick refresher for the people who do not understand what a banana pudding dessert is. It is a it is like a uh, it's a layered dessert that is not it has bananas, 
uh, a vanilla cookie and vanilla pudding and whipped cream. And that is literally all of it. The only difference between the two, between that and its other counterpart with it, is it, uh, it can have a meringue on top and or and the, sometimes with the meringue is a scratch made vanilla pudding. Those are the only two major differences for a banana pudding for a banana pudding dessert. You either get a you either get a hot one, a cold one, or you get somebody's complete mess up. Those are the only examples for banana pudding. And the only way you fuck up a banana pudding dessert is if you put banana flavored pudding inside of the layered banana pudding. That's the only difference. It's literally the only difference. got to actually do what, do what we wanted to do because by the time I think it was 99 or nine or 2000 uh, before my baby brother Ivan was born the furniture factory shut down because we were not making enough money they were either not making enough money not getting enough orders in or the people we were supplying just stopped period or they went out of business also can never remember what the actual detail is for it. One of these days I'll, I'll eventually figure that out or ask. Because the only other person that would actually know is still alive at the moment. So I'm definitely going to have to talk to him and see exactly what exactly happened. Because I would like to have that for actual record memory. 
and not just what I've been told through my grandpa and my mother through regulation because my grandfather was always slightly nonchalant because he didn't take care of the money situation that was my that was my great uncle or uncle um, great uncle yeah great uncle because it's my uh, mom's uncle um, who took care of the money and my grandpa would take care of the of the building and they were very sturdy so much sturdy that it was complete trust that that the kids would not knock them down and stuff. We would uh, take pencils and and draw on on the wood like smiley faces and hello and math equations and stuff and stuff like that. And uh, I don't. I'm, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to. I'm going to start crying if I start getting into it because I. That's what I did yesterday. And, and to calm myself down, I was looking up songs that did uh, I'm Not Okay by My Chemical Romance and other songs by other artists. seen Avatar uh, Jane Cameron's movie yet The Blue People I think I'm going to watch that next week um, I'm going to get a hold of one of my buddies and see if, he, if, see if he's free and I'm going to go watch it with him Or whatever the term is called, 
uh, a successful study slash other stuff in the sense of uh, is, it, is it fusion or fission? I think it's fusion because I think fission is taking apart and fusion is together. Whichever the one is the, the going together part of the mole molecules going together to harness energy. That is a average occurrence to the common cost of a normal factory in, in the future universe for me. Since that is a normal occurrence, and it's and it's made so safe that eventually they figure out gravity stuff, and gravity stuff is specifically only used for industry only, to the extent that if kids want to play it, they can, but they have to be on, on a supervised special field for what. In uh, Halo's terms, called a grab ball. It's a gravity ball situation and stuff like that. So, and uh, I'm trying to distract myself. The uh, Misfit Dean King, and it's more annoying, slightly more annoying than it was the first season, but it's still good for action and just mind off for action sequences and stuff and not much of a plot but it's still fun I think the other one is called uh, I got fired from the Demon King Army or something and that one I've already fully read and caught up to that was on the manga and I watched the first episode and I've already know all the story bits and everything and they hit the majority of them there's a couple lax things that they they didn't mention or they didn't draw, but it's fine because it wasn't it wasn't an extreme integral part and stuff. But they definitely looks like they're going to tell the story up to a certain point because they put all of the major story plots up until uh, before uh, damn it that's a, that's a big spoiler that's a giant spoiler uh, if you watch the opening credits cutscene the entire uh, storyline is spoiled for you except for Maybe three parts, two 
didn't get spoiled. But the characters definitely did. Oh, that, okay. So at least three that not at least three story plots did not get mentioned in the, in the opening credit scene. So that's good. But the other main characters that happened uh, that happened during the story plot uh, get spoiled. Including, it's in the opening credit scene, and it's in the fucking front image of the of the uh, of the show. In the sense, of splash image, front image of what the show looks like. Uh, the main character gets with a girl, and they have a kid. That is on the front page of thing, and then also is also definitely inferred and shown on the not shown the act, but the shit shown of the family. And them having uh, them having their child in their arms in the opening credit scene. So you immediately know in the first episode through the f- opening credit scene that oh this girl is going to be his wife. So he's going to stay here no matter what when something happens and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I haven't watched the the next uh, Isek. Somebody stays up too much money or something. I haven't watched that one yet. Uh, what you're gonna get home? Uh, the other one, which is called The Exorcist, gets reborn into another world or whatever. Um, the open. I've read the manga for that one. Unless they, it's a different one. Uh, it, it's gonna be okay. It's just very wordy in the manga. So, unless they shorten some of the stuff in the episodes, then it's going to be okay, and I'm going to be okay watching it. Mainly because I liked some of the action scenes and stuff in the manga, but I didn't really like how it got too wordy uh, at the point that it's at right now in that story arc. Which is a tournament story arc. They just finished this tournament story arc. And they. That the. Yeah. Got the moment mentioned born at the end of that part. So I just stopped. I just dropped it. I just dropped the manga for that story. From that story. Uh, uh, another one. I think it's called the Ice Blade Sorceress. Sorcerer or something, and uh, <clears throat> I've read the manga up to the certain point where it's at right now. I don't know if I dropped it or uh, they just stopped translating it, but the manga leaves off at the swimming suit training arc before the actual tournament starts. The way the opening credit scenes are for that show, it looks like they're actually going to go all the way to the tournament, if not actually finish the tournament. Because they don't finish the tournament in the manga translation to where I'm at right now. I don't like how they change the sceneries inside of the show and I hate the design 
choices for the uh, slot uh, for this one crowd of this one crowd of friend group in the sense that they're uh, misguided normal children who are friends with each other and they eventually become friends with the main character and the head of that friend group is actually jealous of main character in the sense of how hard working he is and he and he and all those friend group people are technically lower are like middle class citizens but they're technically nobles so they actually want to help and be friends with commoners but the problem is is that their growth and their influences slightly corrupted them a teeny bit but yet they're just slightly but they're still sort of jealous and heartwarming to commoners but because the main character is he's the typical protagonist in the sense that he's extremely strong over powerful to an nth degree and he goes to be a transfer student to a school for to a magic school and stuff and he is actually from the old war and he's called the ice swordsman saint or whatever but because he was a literal child born in war and trained through war he had lost his family and the uh, his new family were the top general brass and stuff, and one and and uh, one of his father figures died at the last battle. He breaks down. You you just see the scenery and stuff. They show you images. They don't directly tell you. I'm directly telling you because you can't see the images. I'm just because this is an audio podcast, and I know majority of you are probably not going to watch the stuff. So I'm just going to tell you. This is all the first episode, anyway. Um, you, you see, it opens up. The episode opens up with them burying somebody, and you see people and the main character there in the middle and stuff. And then the next scenery comes over, and you see the guy that they're burying is dying, and he says, "Live, you need to live." And the main character. Is, does the classic freak out moment and goes extremely, extremely overpowerful to where he almost uses up all of his mana and dies, but he overfreezes the entire battlefield to the extent that the entire canyon crater is made out of the entire battlefield, which completely stops the war completely. And but he still is technically a child in the sense he's not in a, of an adult age so they keep his identity a secret and he retires with his mother his uh, foster mother who in the last battle loses her ability to walk and and loves flowers and teaches him about the art and language of flowers and and uh, other magic control and 
so he doesn't go overbearing and stuff like that. And uh, do not rely on your magic so much and stuff like that. And in the manga, they do all their training session stuff outside. Their sword and their magic stuff. But because the, the anime is the anime, and they don't want to draw new scenes, even though they had the fucking assets for it, they basically did uh, quick time skips for people with doing their magic stuff uh, at a and they spent the majority of their animation budget I can tell on just the stupidest in my opinion the stupidest part of the of the of the story which is the magic because the background character to everything which is the solid point mat like uh, step by solid rule or whatever is the magic system for that world. I understand why they did that, but they didn't need to have that much of animation dedicated to it because they made it feel like the, the magic they took like three minutes to cast when it probably was like in almost a minute, almost, and they could have portrayed it a little bit better. It made it look like it was too boring and that everybody was actually in a simulation field for a VR or something. And and, and the voices they chose, to, or the voice effects they chose for it too, made it seem like they were in a video game or VR setting situation that so and and the teacher explains the different sections of magic and stuff and and then then one of the students in the back of the classroom who uh, raises his hand and asks if that is that if that was the last one she demonstrated was an anti magic and she said no Anti-magic is theoretical still, and blah, 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 but everybody who's an actual audience member who knows a crap ton about anime is that there's no such thing as just a theory and stuff, because the main character, majority of the time, already has the knowledge of how to do whatever it is a technical theory about something in that world. And he already befriends two of the major noble houses of the entire kingdom. One of them is a red-headed girl named Rose, or Rosetta, uh, for one noble household, who does not look down on commoners, unlike all the other idiots in that area. And the other noble household, who is a third year at that school and she technically already knows his secret identity but she's sly and coy about it in this, to the extent that she's like I'm just happy you're here and and it's good to see that you're a nice young man kind of deal even though she's only two years older than he is by a certain extent 
and he, the main character is also a muscle head in the sense of loving to work out and be a jock and also is very loving to flowers so I can't wait to see the situation when it comes down to the flower, the flower arrangement or flower garden club and the muscle training club I can't wait to see that little skir- skirmish because that will be very funny because it was very funny in the manga. Uh, I, if you guys know your the the image or the meme where it's like the mind palace or whatever with all the numbers flying everywhere and all that other stuff like that, like the that, that like that image or that overlay or whatever. They basically do that for this magic system or whatever. It's very boring to watch them actually do that. And that's the biggest reason why I say they put all their budget in that. Because they used all their budget for the sparkling particles to make their magic creations or whatever. But my main problem is that they had to... uh, They had to always do the stupid synthesized voice for... Uh, detect and, and imagine or decode and a, a code or whatever. They too put too much budget in that. They did not need. To, they did not need to make a synthesized voice for that. It was. It's out of place in that time era, that technology era for that. It's way out of. It's way out of. It's just way out. Uh, it's, it's just bad. Bad audio choice. If maybe if it was the actual voice actors for the characters in their own heads about it, understand that they do not need to make it an echo synthesized voice all throughout. It's just that's an it's a bad. It's very bad. Bad choice in general. Overall, and one of the good fights that were happening in heads happens at usually at the beginning. They have it at the very end for like a credit. For like a credit cutscene, almost, and I'm like, I know it's, I know the battle is very quick and a lot of stuff, but the no, the the bully noble guy who becomes a friend later on, and is just jealous of his skills. This is where he fully under, this is where he, get, this is where the classical uh, main character beats up the, uh, um. Beats up the uh, bully or whatever, being cocky or whatever. But since this guy, the main character guy, is from a soldier stuff, he holds back tremendously so he doesn't fucking kill the kid. And they're just having a mock battle with swords. So he gets the sword away, he gets the sword. He, and then he picks up the sword, and then, and then he goes for a straight strike, and then the main character's like, "Oh, okay," and then shatters, <clears throat> shatters the sword with his sword because the main character knows to envelop a very, very faint but small amount of mana over the sword to strengthen it and stuff. Which 
leads to it being called a winner on this side of the fence kind of situation. And, and then after that, the... and stuff like that I'm still going through my manga and my lot and my web novels and stuff and things are going things are happening there which is nice all that is always a nice thing and then I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have a good night, guys. Hey, guys. Ah, another food review from a restaurant. The restaurant is called Local Roots. It's located in uh, North Carolina, Lincolnton. Lake in North Carolina in the square average price for a meal by yourself without including drinks or anything else is if you don't get if you don't add anything else extra or take away anything extra or oh I just saw donuts Here. Mm. Sorry, I'm gonna stop and get donuts. <laughs> I forgot there's a donut shop here. I thought it was. I thought they were permanently closed. No, they're not. <laughs> you guys okay <laughs> back to what I was trying to say <laughs> sorry I interrupted myself but I saw the donut sign um, there's a sign that says donuts and pastries and stuff and I was like ooh I was going by the this I thought they were permanently closed or something because the way because they're in the one of the back alleys or not really back alley, but like they're in one of the alleyways of downtown. And I was like, hmm, the sign looks new and the windows are clean, but the sign says closed. I wonder if they're just closed or if they're actually if they're or if they're actually shut down completely. And I'm like, hmm. And then I just come happened to go by them today. Like just now, now. <clears throat> I was like, "Oh, there's the open side. They got open. They're open." Do I go in there? Uh, slightly disappointing to the when I that I thought there was gonna be. 
I always imagine you a little bit more grandiose kind of deal in the sense of more fantasy or more artsy or something. No, 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 no. Not whatsoever. It's literally a tiny, tiny one-person bakery with um, custom teas and some coffee. Um, and it's not to the extent that you think it is in the sense of uh, a good custom tea completely because it's basically it's a um, whatever those triangle uh, filters are for coffee for the drip filters or whatever <clears throat> basically take those filters and put tea leaves in them instead and it's not pour over at all it's just uh, use that as a tea bag for the loose tea leaves and I'm like, what? So I got Fireberry uh, uh, Blueberry or something like that is what it's called. And I haven't tasted it yet because it's still fucking piping hot. And it's I'm just gonna let it seep into all the way until I get all the way home, which is gonna be about 15 going to be rough, roughly around 10-15 minutes, which is, I know, not the optimal time to let it sit and all, and, and all that stuff, but I do not want to be drinking piping hot tea by itself with no sugar. Sorry, I like a little sugar in my tea. <clears throat> and, uh... And so, and then they all, she also has donuts for her pastries. And they are definitely freaking pastries because they are brish, 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 I can't pronounce it correctly. They're a yeast donut. Basically, they're a cake donut. <coughs> In the sense of that. They are a baked donut. They are not a fried donut. Um, like in the sense of a donut. In the sense of a Krispy Kreme kind of fried donut. They are a baked donut. They are not technically fried. In the sense of just looking at them. They are actually nothing but a baked donut. They are not a full fried donut. They are decorated um, pretty cutely, and the the lady there was very nice. Um, her shop is probably very expensive, but but also um, very tightly compact, plain. Um, I don't want to say maybe sea green walls. Uh, barely anything inside except for what is absolutely necessary like a little tiny little display case up not up front in the sense of window shopping but up in the sense of actually next to her in the sense of part of her counter 
and then and then it's her counter and then and that's basically it and they and she does cash her card which is okay and then and that's her entire store and that's her entire thing and when she sells out I think she sells out and then she closes for the day and I had I got two donuts and a tea 16 ounces of tea and it cost me 11 bucks and the name of the store is called Sweet Side Bakery and Cafe that's the name that's the name of it but the sign on top of the build, on top of the door is uh, donuts it's got a picture of a of the classic pink frosted donut with sprinkles on it and it says sweet side bakery and cafe that's the name of the sign but it's got the big giant picture of a donut <clears throat> so you're expecting a different kind of donut you're not expecting a breach or whatever kind you're not expecting her kind of donut you're expecting a different kind of donut At least that's what my thought was. Anyway, back to local root. Local root um, has a is a fanciful in the sense of uh, they are basically a high end restaurant. Not Michigan Michigan Michelin star stuff, but pretty fancy in the consideration of the places that are around that area. There's only one other place that's in that area that I know of that has got similar pricing, if not a couple other restaurants. But for a one-person meal, and if you, and I'm going by the most expensive thing on their menu versus, and that, and then I'm, and then most, just item by itself in the sense of it comes with side one side and it just doesn't include a drink drink is different drink is priced separately I don't know if it's auto, if it's free refills or not it, it might be because it's America but it's not I don't think it's free 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 refills for alcohol because it does have a bar and it does have alcohol there. I did not partake in any alcohol. I had what is called a mocktail which is a virgin which is a non-alcoholic I guess it's a non-alcoholic drink is what I had and then I had for a chaser I had, a, I had two cups of uh, Dr. Pepper and they put and everything every drink comes in glass and I mean glass glass and uh, their drinks come in mason jars like the like a mason kind of a mason jar uh, glass for the majority of your drinks and then the other and then if you get anything from the bar uh, that has alcohol or non-alcoholic but it's mixed it comes in a different glass that's not a mason jar 
I sat at the bar because I was by myself and it was a, a faster, if you were by yourself, it's a faster uh, wait time in this instance, in the sense of being seated, eating, ordering, and everything. Because even though I got there very early in the sense of just leaving church and going straight there, I beat traffic. <laughs> And I beat the biggest weight rush, even though there was already a weight rush for people who were sit seating. Like, the restaurant's pretty big in the sense it can fit a, a lot of people. But the whole thing is that they, ha they were slightly short-staffed in the sense they have to seat everybody specially, but people just kept coming in. So the hostess couldn't could see anybody at, the, at that very moment because too many people just kept coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in. So she just, like I said, I sat at seat one. She said, you can probably go sit at the bar if it's okay with you. And I was like, perfectly fine. So I get, she, she said it was like, it's first come, first serve at the bar. So, so I don't know if you can get a seat or not, but you can try and I was like, that's probably fine. So I go straight up to the, I go, I walk to the back of the, back of the uh, restaurant, which is where the bar is at. It's an island table bar and they got seating around the bar and then they have a table uh, against the outer wall of it and they have high seating and they have low seating. High seating in the sense of bar chairs slightly higher than bar chair height tables don't know why they have them if they're going to be to be honest if they were this I I, I, I can see the appeal uh, appeal for those restaurants and stuff for those tables and stuff but realistically they don't need them that high maybe if they had the height of the bar it would have been fine but they didn't even, they had them like a quarter of a foot above bar's height in the sense of a couple of the tables. They're against the wall. But other than that, every other table on the main floor was maybe quarter quarter of a foot below the height of the bar. And that's a low seating. You have low seating, bar level, and then high, and then, and then high seating. Low seating, they had. It was pretty good, and then they had. They had in the main floor. They had some high seatings, but and they were for meant for party venues. In the sense, they had like I want to say eight to ten chairs per per that one big those big tables, and they were apparently some people were already reserved and stuff. So previously before uh, the two parties before me came in. And the two parties that came in before me, or as I was coming in, was two groups of four? Yeah, two groups of four. And that was, and then, and they were already at least three other groups of maybe four, if not just two. Like four groups, like four parties of two or four members per party already in the seating area waiting to be seated. 
and they were barely anybody seated yet because they basically halfway opened. They opened up like at 10.30 and they were just now seating because the lunch rush was coming in from churches opening, uh, from churches uh, ending ceremony. So they, so that's why it was happening. Oh, and by the way, they close at 2.30. It is 1.08 right now as the, as the time of this recording. Their atmosphere is very nice. It's like, um, it's all wooden theme in the sense like there's wood everywhere. It's not sawdust theme in the sense there's a sawdust floor. It's just straight wood, hardwood everywhere. Hardwood and metal. And like, I guess you could say rustic, but I don't call, me personally, I don't call that a rustic feel. I just call it hardwood feel. <laughs> And then there's, uh, that the smell was nice. The atmosphere was nice. Uh, I set beside a party of three and they were talking about their own plans about whatever they were going to be doing. Um, Now down back to the food I ate. Uh, I ate a burger. It was a two patty burger. That like it, it, this is all I'm just I was telling you what's all what's all what's all on. It's a two patty burger that's um, a non. It's a non frozen two patty burger that was I guess you could call it smash patties, but they weren't completely smashed in the sense of cr crunchy. Smash patties, and they were hamburger. They were, and it was um, fresh, um, fresh chopped lettuce, fresh chopped red onion, and fresh, like a very dry pickle, like two slices of fresh dry pickle. And I'm, and the reason I say dry. It's because it was not a mushy pickle that you get out of a normal store-bought jar. If you if you guys like pickles, and if you ever open a jar of pickles, and if you, as soon as you get it out, it's, you get that lot of dripping, drippage and stuff, and, and slightly mushy, but it's still good to eat because it's a pickle. Okay, these are dry pickles. Dry pickles are basically like it's almost basically already a fucking, it's still a fucking cucumber, but... It's dry and, and it has the texture and taste of a regular pickle. And uh, I don't remember if it. Oh, and it comes with white cheddar. And a slice of fresh tomato. And you can add pimento and cheese or and, or and bacon. I added bacon. Adding one of them with a dollar fifty add to the burger. The burger itself is usually like fifteen bucks. 
and it comes with fries. But they don't call them fries. They call them like roasted potato or fried potatoes or something like that. Basically, what they do is they take french fries, shoestring french fries, chop them in half in the sense that in, in the sense that they are pinky to half a pinky length of french fries and then they fry them like that so they're always crunchy all the way around very nice design not very practical when you're trying to eat with your hands and stuff um and stuff like that uh the burger also the burger bun was a brooch bun in a sense, it wasn't just a straight white bread bun. Um, and whenever it came to me, it act, I should have took a picture of it. I didn't do it. I'm sorry. Um, it actually looked like a... Uh, it's a little funny because one of the bacons, uh, the slices of bacon didn't get uh, cut in half. Because when you add bacon, it comes with two slices of bacon, and one of the slices of bacon didn't cut, get, did not get folded or cut in half, so it was just sticking out there. <laughs> it was just sticking out like a hot dog inside of a hamburger bun. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty funny. And. And it also comes with ketchup. Mm. One of their sides. Okay, this is the. Uh, hang on, let me finish my meal first. And then I ate it. It was very delicious, very good. Everything was complementing with each, each ingredient very well. It was juicy, slightly messy, not horrifically messy like a all burger with chili and slaw and all that stuff. But it was still messy enough to where it said all I needed was a good napkin, which they did have good napkins. It wasn't just the cocktail napkins. And the juices paired very nicely. The juices of the burger that was dripping out onto the plate worked very well. In the sense of the way they chop their fries, because um, they the fries come in a dish by themselves in like a little bowl, instead of just struck, instead of just put on the plate. So what I recommend is if if you do get the burger, is is that you slightly scoot the burger off to the side a teeny bit, and then pour all your fries onto the plate. Scatter them around, and when you start eating your burger, make sure you aim your burger over your plate on where it drips onto the fries. Very good, very tasty. Um, was and I got a side of a, I got a biscuit as a side, and I also got a side to go of a cinnamon roll. The biscuit was a regular. Buttermilk biscuit. It definitely could be considered whole, like scratch made, but it's 
it's a teeny bit uniformed, too uniformed, to where it could mainly be considered a just a frozen biscuit that's been doctored up a teeny bit. I definitely taste a little bit like it. I sense it because it's a little bit extra dense. The cinnamon roll is slightly disappointing. It could be considered scratch made, but it does definitely not taste like scratch made. At first appearance, if you guys ever been to the grocery store and seen the aluminum square pans, it has cinnamon rolls in it with the icing on top of it already and stuff, and then it comes in like square, and it comes in like square bits. Basically, it's one it's one square cinnamon roll out of that pan, but the whole thing's been, but it's been warmed up to perfection in the sense it's not too hot to eat immediately, and it's just enough to be melt in your mouth good, but because it's store-bought, it tastes like one of those store-bought ones in the sense that the icing's not going to be terrific, and the bread's going to be slightly off. And I, I don't know exactly how to explain it completely, but it's going to be slightly off. Um, and then, and that's everything I had from there. Overall, my bill for that restaurant was like 40 bucks. A cinnamon roll was, a cinnamon roll was $4 and and a biscuit was four dollars, and the burger by itself was fifteen bucks, but I added a dollar fifty to it, so it was, it was so sixteen fifty. And the drinks were. Let me get the. I made sure to grab my receipt for this one, so I can tell you. The oh, I also grabbed. I also asked for a ranch. Cinnamon was five bucks, not four bucks. And the mocktail was uh, six dollars. They did not add my regular drink to this, so that means that. The fifteen dollar combo, either that or they just mixed in with mixed it in with the uh, mocktail. I don't really know. So a drink is probably around six bucks each, depending on what you get, I guess. Um. Overall, at, before tax, it was thirty two dollars by myself. After tax and tip, it was thirty nine dollars. And 99 cents. Basically, it was 40 bucks for one person to eat there. Food overall was very good. Their menu was good. And they actually shut down between 2 and 4 because they have two different menus. Their first menu is a brunch menu 
which is what I had today for Sunday, and they only open from like 10.30-ish or 10 o'clock to like 2.30, and then they shut down. But Monday through Saturday, they... They have three different times, but the average time I see is that on a Monday through a Saturday, they open from like 10 to 2, shut down, prep and get the next menu ready and do preparations and everything from 2 to 4. And at 4 to 10 is when they open up again and they have strictly the dinner menu. And I have not been to see their dinner menu yet. So, and if the, and if their food is anything compared to that burger, which is a normal cheeseburger, then I would say that they their menu looks pretty good. And walking out. And looking at what other people have gotten from that menu. And it's a one-page menu. Front, it's got a, got a menu. I got word to the front, word to the back. It's literally a one-page menu. And they have on that menu. I should have took a picture of it. I didn't take a picture of it. But they have, they have fried chicken. They have a bowl of what looks to be like a... Um, shredded pork, uh, barbecue shredded pork. Uh, uh, they had chicken and waffles. They had pancakes. They had they had a odd choice of breakfast brunch thing. It came with grits, kale, egg. Biscuit and two other items I can't remember, and it was called the grit. And I'm like, hmm, that's intriguing. I might want to try that. And it was nine dollars. The cheapest menu item on just for entrees was nine dollars. Sides were all anywhere between around the range of five. To four four to three dollars, and their drinks were different. They had sweet tea, non-sweet tea. They had sweet tea, non-sweet tea, co uh, soda products. They had alcohol products, and they had coffee. So, and overall. It's a we'll go to again restaurant later if you have the money. It's not an immediate go to restaurant. But because of their times, it's a you have to plan around the restaurant, not you the other way around kind of situation. Also, if you're going to go with more than one person, Make sure you at least have 40 bucks per person when you go there. If not, you're going to be scrapping.
and you probably won't get some of the best menu items. Because all of the best menu items that had the most amount of food per thing was around the $15 mark. There was probably a couple items on there that I'm probably forgetting that was probably more than 15 bucks, but that's what I remember seeing is nothing but $15 items except for the $9 items up top. So, that's my overall score for those two food, food things, and I hope you have a good day.